0: Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here. So let's settle in. Hello, hi. Welcome to Medium Lady Talks. I'm your host, Erin, and this is episode 20. Medium Lady Talks to Handsome Face. Handsome face being the uh, loving term of endearment that I apply to my husband, Nick. Uh, You're going to hear from Nick in just a few minutes, but I first thought I would, you know, kind of... Get into it. Get into my own stuff. Get into my own questions and thoughts about the episode at hand. Um, Nick and I have been married for 15 years and we, you know, (laughs) we attempt to answer a couple of questions, both as a way of imparting advice and knowledge um, based on life experience, um, but also as a way to, you know, kind of play around with the idea of talking with a loved one, someone for whom you've known a really long time, and, you know, applying the same old, same old questions um, as, you know, uh, an opportunity to talk about something that's known and unknown. You know, Nick and I will talk about a couple of different things that we know already about each other, but are nice reminders, are nice um, ways to think about the past or ways to, you know, appreciate the strengths and qualities of the people that you spend a lot of time with, whether that's your partner, your parents, your siblings, um, or I don't know, maybe even like your friends and colleagues. Um, so yeah, I hope that this episode is a good example of, you know, not taking yourself too seriously when it comes to having a chat with somebody, um, and the fun that can be had by, you know, kind of examining one's own reactions and thoughts about things uh, in, the, in, a, in a slightly more lighthearted context, and in a way where the stakes are low. Um, anyway, I had a lot of fun talking to Nick. Um, <laughs> we did chat on the couch with the microphone perched on a small um travel cooler which was covered by a blanket. Uh and full disclosure again Nick had the baseball game on in the background the entire time but you will not hear it and I don't think you'll notice uh any sense of, you know, distraction on his part. So I'm I guess um patting myself on the back as well for allowing the conversation to unfold <laughs> with the baseball game on in the background and trusting that um, Nick would give me the answers and the attention and the responses that um, would still be equally satisfying and um, fun and funny with the baseball game on. I think um, there was a part of me that sort of thought like I should make him turn that off, but I really don't think it changed the outcome at all. And um, our kids interrupted a couple of times um, because they were falling asleep, they knew we were recording, and um, that was a very uh, weird and exciting (laughs) change of events for them. Um, It's this kind of hilarious thing about this time in my life where my kids are old enough to understand that I have this kind of creative life that I indulge in now and then, and they like it, and they think it's interesting... Uh, But its meaning to them is almost insignificant. It's almost, it's, um, it's almost, it's laughable to them. It's, it's actually quite accepted, you know? And so again, I think about all the time that it took me to, you know, gear up my energy to start a podcast, gear up my confidence, think about all the what ifs, how will I possibly find enough time? What will my kids think? And in all honesty, a lot of those things are inconsequential. Once things got started. And I'm happy for that. I'm grateful for that. This is also episode 20. I want to say that I am proud of myself. I want to put it on the record that I'm really proud of myself for making 20 podcast episodes. This has not gotten easier. If anything, it has actually gotten a little bit harder to really build something that, you know, becomes a tangible part of my dreams for the podcast. I think this, um, this, uh, you know, framework that we're experiencing, which is me sort of waxing poetic and kind of talking off the cuff before an interview or discussion with someone is where I would like to see the podcast go in its like ideal life. But anyway, in the ideal model of the podcast would be, you know, weekly episodes, fun guests, lots of me rambling on and putting my thoughts together by speaking them out loud Um, but in all honesty, it takes a tremendous administrative effort and I continue to remind myself and be kind to myself that that is not the season of life that I'm in right now. The one thing you can do to help me out would be to please consider giving this podcast a rating and review. Uh, the other thing I would love for you to do would be to share it with someone specific in your life, uh, share any episode of the podcast, but if you want to share this one, which is, you know, about uh, marital bliss and opinionated uh, spouses, Um, you know, (laughs) you can share this one with them. Um, The other thing would be to please go over to Instagram and give me a follow at medium.lady over there and and take a gander at some of the things that I've written about, some of the videos I've made, some of the chats I've had and um, yeah, share one of those too. So those are kind of the four ways you could really help me out Uh, in terms of growing the podcast and um, building its um, audience. That being said, I just want to say I am so grateful for your listening today, so grateful for your time, your attention, and your interest. There are a lot of podcasts out there, and you're choosing to spend your time with me in this one, and it's uh, incredibly meaningful to me. I am, uh, it is not lost on me the, um, the effort that it takes to follow someone along with great interest. And, um, uh, I appreciate it from you so much. I think with that being said, I had planned to sort of, um, you know, unpack my thoughts about the current season of life that I'm in being a a married mother of three with a busy, uh, career and, um, (laughs) What else do I what else do I have going on and a busy life? But I worry that, you know, if that turns out to be too navel gazy of of an issue, there are two really thematically interesting things on my mind. The first one being the concept of the long game and the second one being the concept of a uh, public reckoning. And I guess if I want to talk a little bit more about the second is that this idea of a public reckoning, I think, has never been more clear in our society than it has been uh, now. And by public reckoning, what I mean is there has never been a more acceptable time for people to air out the process of either uncovering who they are, understanding their own discontent, the process of discovering meaning, has, there's never been a better time to find collective support for that kind of conversation. If you're thinking about leaving your job, there's never been a better time for people to say, hey, I, I think I'm, I think I'm, might leave my job. That used to be a very internal process. It used to be a very internal experience. It used to be something that people kept to themselves. And I think those conversations that we used to have, not even conversations, the dialogue or thoughts that we used to have where he's like, well, you better keep that to yourself or keep your cards close to your chest. Um, The opposite is true right now. It's like, put it all on the line, lay your cards on the table, be honest, be vulnerable. Um, There is a lot of, you know, collective momentum and support and rhetoric around doing that right now. And you could maybe choose to see that as a bad thing in terms of all the terrible things that are going on in the world. But I'm choosing to experiment with it being a great thing. Um, It has been a great thing for me to unpack my own process of building my own space in the world and then stepping into it, um, doing that in a way that people can follow along and in a way that I relinquish control over who can hear what I'm thinking about myself and relinquish control over what people might think about me thinking about myself. So, Um, Be that as it may, I'll leave that thought there with you and um, of course, uh, let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. Do you feel that public reckoning, public uh, exploration, public mess, public messy thoughts have never been more acceptable as they are now? And I'm not talking about messy thoughts such as the like, you know, unpopular opinions or the uh, controversial or the harmful... Uh, traumatic um, evilness of the world, but more the sort of I'm an imperfect person, and here's an example of how, and the thoughts that I'm thinking, and the ways that I'm experiencing my life. Um, that sort of revelation, I feel like there's never been a more t- a, a a more abundant time. <laughs> it is absolutely laden with personal disclosure in a way that it's like personal disclosure requires less vulnerability because everybody's doing it. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, either way, uh, you know, those are the thoughts. Those are the thoughts that I'm thinking. Today is fall equinox and equinox, equinox. Oh, I've done, I've done this before. Either way, it's a really interesting time of year where, The day is as dark as it is light, and um, that's kind of a nice balance to think about in the world, even though our days are getting darker um, sooner. And um, I think approaching this time of year with mindfulness, I've really said goodbye to the summer in the last maybe seven days on purpose, Um, I've, I've said goodbye to, you know, some summer clothes. I've worn, you know, my summer favorites with a lot of, um, gratitude and happiness. I have eaten the last of the summer foods again with a lot of gratitude and happiness. I'm changing my tastes in music very slowly. And I was ready for today. I was ready for today. It did not sneak up on me. And that is really a place that I like to live from and it doesn't always line up but when it lines up on a day like today um you know I can (laughs) I can change my candle to be a fall smelling candle on the right day I don't know it just makes me feel like I'm paying attention in a way that serves my intuition in a really good way and when I'm taking good care of intuition I'm often taking good care of myself. Um, If you're interested, I do have podcast episodes on intuition in addition to, um, you know, my sort of uh, thoughts on um, the changing seasons and um, your own kind of personal evolution. Many of my episodes touch on that topic. Uh, With that being said, I will wrap it up here and transition to my conversation with Nick, my husband. I hope you enjoy it and I will see you on the other side. Bye. Hi, everyone. Today, I have a super extra special guest. My husband, partner, uh, the father of my children.
1: (laughs) I couldn't ask for a better introduction.
0: Oh, that's so nice. Uh, Guys, today's episode is with my husband, Nick. Nick um i call him handsome face and we are going to do just like a chat
1: handsome face is ridiculous by the way but thank you
0: (laughs) today is episode 20 and i am really excited to celebrate 20 episodes of medium lady did you know it was episode 20
1: i'm i'm honored to be a multiple of 10 um (laughs) episode. That's great. (laughs) Feel honored.
0: But in addition to that, this episode will go live on our 15th wedding anniversary. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. So I'm very happy that you're here. I know that I
1: don't really have anywhere else to be, but I'm I'm happy to be here too.
0: Starting already. (laughs) I don't know about this. Okay, so what we thought we would do is, because we're married for 15 years, we have a bit of life experience that allows us to be well-positioned as authorities to answer ridiculous questions. So, I have used Quora, um, which is like a question... Question... Crowd, crowdsourcing? It's like the thing you...
1: Website you always get when you search a random question... You never come across it in any other way other than when you search a random question on Google and it just for some the reason The first gives, hit is core. Yeah, yeah.
0: Does that make you feel better or worse about humanity that your weird question has been asked by somebody else on a public forum?
1: Uh, I don't... It just feels like it's the new Yahoo Answers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, RIP Yahoo Answers.
1: It's probably still out there somewhere.
0: Is it? I thought uh, Yahoo died. I don't know. Okay, well that's not going to be covered in today's episode, so.
1: this episode 21. <laughs>
0: oh, gosh. Oh, I'm going to have to edit this so much. Oh, and in addition to all that. By the way, we managed to get all the trees done today. Oh, sweet. So now we have to pause recording. Because we had trees cut down at the cottage. Okay, so the trees are good. You're in an even better mood now.
1: Very happy with the tree's gone.
0: Okay. That's good. All right. Um, the first question I felt like we could both answer. So that what I was thinking is, I'll tell you the question. You can answer or I can answer while you think about your answer. And then we can share either marital advice or just um, person advice. Okay. Human advice.
1: I have no idea what these questions will They're
0: be. They're not so. that crazy. Okay. Uh, the first one is related to, uh, marital bliss. It is, what should you do when your wife cooks you a crappy breakfast? Question mark.
1: <laughs> what, well, crappy is, It like, just, it tastes bad. It's, like, no good.
0: Sure, we'll go with that. I mean,
1: I would not have that experience because you're a great cook. So Aww. that's my first, that's the first thing I have to say. That's my first suck-up thing to say to you. Okay. Um...
0: I'll take it. You just, you
1: just, you just take it and you eat it, and you just
0: you eat it. You
1: just eat it, yeah, absolutely. And you just leave it at that.
0: You eat it. You don't say like, I don't really like this, but thank you for cooking for me.
1: I think you you would just say thank you. I know if you were eating the same thing, you would also quickly say this <laughs> that's is a
0: good, okay. That's a you good would probably
1: point. tell me not to eat it before yeah getting too far into it.
0: Yeah, because I get a lot of like shame triggers when we're all eating my bad cooking.
1: You're way more sensitive about a meal that's not a hit than you are than I am
0: that's a great segue into what I wanted to talk about which is my answer to this question is what you do is you get a book and you start to rank all of your wife's meals so that she has a sense of your standards of excellence and then she will be able to understand before serving you a crappy food where the bar of what you want to eat is
1: That sounds like a terrible idea, and no one should ever do that. I would not recommend doing that.
0: When we were first married, was it the first year?
1: Yeah, I think it was the first year. I think it
0: was the first year. I was learning how to cook. I'm a self-taught cook. I'm pretty good. Yeah, you're great. But I spent most of the first year of our marriage, and probably beyond, Really, like, invested in meal planning and doing elaborate uh, schemes to have us eat something new every night. I think I was, like, super motivated by all of the stuff that we got at our, like, wedding showers. And just, we got a lot of cookbooks. We got a lot of, like, cooking utensils. Anyway, I'm digressing. But what I was going to say is, somehow, because you knew that I was making a new recipe every night, we started ranking them. I think it started innocently enough that, like, we wanted to remember the meals that we really liked.
1: Yeah, because it. I think that sounds terrible now. When I hear that, that sounds like a terrible thing of like some deadbeat husband who's sitting around ranking his wife's cooking. We, it. it sounds terrible, but it wasn't. It wasn't like that. No, at it the was top. fun. We ranked it together. You would rank it. I would rank it. I would rank if we my own... guess over. They, they could would... rank it. It sounds so messed up.
0: We invited our guests to rank my... Everybody participated. No one was so weirded out that they were uncomfortable.
1: It was fun in the moment. I just think looking back on it yeah. now, it's 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 messed up.
0: Yeah. Well, messed, it up, sounds, messed up. It is sounds messed up. It sounds sort of manipulative and contrived. Yes. But it was really just a way for us to... We would just, like, continue chatting after dinner, and then we would rank the meal... We would talk about its merits. Yeah, I never really felt personally attacked, except for some small moments when we really deviated from taste. When it was something I actually thought was delicious, and you didn't like that much, those were the times when it hurt my feelings. But most of the time, I ranked my meals lower than you did, which shows what a smart husband you are.
1: I mean, we were very accurate with the rankings; it was to the nearest tenth. <laughs> so I thought, no, that
0: yeah, it, it was. Wasn't- like point six? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. No. Yeah, there was. Oh, we ranked to the nearest tenth of a decimal.
0: What was the lowest ranking that you remember? I don't have it with me. That uh, been there fun.
1: probably been times. I thought like there were a couple times when maybe something got burned, or we
0: still ranked things that got uh, burned.
1: I think so. A couple times things were way too spicy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember and that. And I thought like there was a time where something tasted like plastic. Oh. Uh I, I don't know if something had gone horrible. Those were the times where something had gone horribly. But horribly that was wrong. like
0: really generally just like a kitchen mishap. Yes. Like cutting your finger.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think we ranked that one when you cut your finger <laughs> the tip of your finger off. Oh we didn't God. rank that one.
0: I'm having flashbacks to that kitchen at Rhodes. It was a good kitchen. It was a good kitchen. When when we got married we lived in a rented house an apartment in a house i guess it's like the top half of a house and it had it had a nice kitchen
1: Kitchen was good yeah had laundry
0: in the kitchen in the kitchen which right now can you imagine if we had laundry in our kitchen
1: uh, that would be both the greatest thing and worst thing
0: why would it be the greatest thing because
1: uh, it would be so convenient still <laughs> to do that when the
0: kids are like where are my shorts
1: yeah can I have a like, like, it's perfect yeah exactly They could get dressed while having gummies.
0: (laughs) They're not far off from that. It's true. I think having laundry in the kitchen is a total nightmare, but, uh, you can let us know if you want to, um, go and connect with me on Instagram. I'm at medium.lady. I will not give you Nick's Instagram handle because he's like a shadow of a profile
1: well I only follow you that's my only the person I, the only person I follow is you
0: <laughs> Nick Nick basically has a f- Instagram for me
1: yeah I guess so but I also don't have a real that's it
0: right oh that's true yeah I guess yeah it doesn't really qualify in the definition okay never mind moving on um if you want to connect with us me specifically over on Instagram at medium. lady uh, let us know if you think it would be great if you could have laundry in the kitchen. The jury's out. Nobody I know... Well, actually, I shouldn't say nobody I know, because I literally myself had laundry in the kitchen. People in households greater than two, I imagine that would be a huge struggle. Okay, next question. This is a personal, like, like preference question. Okay. Can you tell me a movie that everybody likes, but you don't?
1: Movie-wise is... That's harder. I can give you TV shows.
0: Sure, I'll take a TV show.
1: For me, it's Friends.
0: Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> I just, I.
0: You don't like it.
1: I just, yeah, I, uh, yeah. But that would be the, that would be the, the TV show that comes to mind.
0: Why? Why don't you like Friends?
1: For me, when I was watching it, oh, this is, it was never that funny. It was very predictable humor to me. Uh, it just did not find it very fresh or interesting.
0: Now, that to me is very interesting. I loved Friends, but I rem- I was like young. I was in grade eight when Friends was really popular. And looking back, I I imagine like many of the jokes went way over my head. Like I was not remotely savvy enough to understand like some of the nuance or. Like even though like we were on a break, I was like, yeah, he had another girlfriend. What's the big deal? Like, I don't. I mean,
1: that reference makes no sense <laughs> to me. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Sorry, uh, I don't know.
0: It, that's part of like our like cult, cult, pop media lexicon.
1: It might be. Listen, I bet I wouldn't be surprised if I watched Friends now that I actually was like, ah, I this is like totally fine. But I felt at the time in high school, it just did not work for me.
0: I will say I do agree with. I don't think it holds up. People will disagree with that. But I do think at the time it was very funny. And now the only thing is the pause for laugh. Like the hold for the laugh track or the live audience or whatever they had at the time is not funny. Compared to like some of the humor that you get from a show like The Office or Parks and Rec where nobody's holding for a laugh track. That's true. Or The Good Place. Like imagine The Good Place with a laugh track.
1: That would be weird.
0: Right. It is weird. In the first place, it's weird. But then I think about shows like, um, Cheers.
1: Right, or or the greatest, well, I can't say that, one of the greatest, one of the Seinfeld. greatest sitcoms of all time. Oh, well, Seinfeld is fantastic.
0: Was Seinfeld filmed live, though? Because I feel like Seinfeld is yes. not written for the laugh track, as much as the show mm-hmm. like Cheers or Friends.
1: I was thinking the comparable for me is, one of the greatest of all time, is The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
0: Oh, oh. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, greatest of all time. One of the
1: greatest, for me personally.
0: Well, that's interesting. Yeah, because actually I didn't even think of that. In terms of like being a show that is like, please hold for laughs. Yes. But it must be.
1: Absolutely. I mean, they all
0: are. But that was also... it's a matter of how good, how well the show pulled that off. Okay,
1: but also Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was also filmed in front of a live studio audience. Was Friends filmed in front of a live studio audience? I don't I have know. no clue.
0: I don't know. Friends was probably filmed at a time when live studio audiences were a thing of the past or becoming passé or becoming unnecessary. Should I Google it? I guess I should Google it like I could right now. What would your bet be Friends? No. From? Oh, and does that make holding for funny less organic? Yes. And how do you know for sure that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was filmed in front of a live studio because audience. Because they had
1: some incredible behind-the-scenes episodes. There was a couple like Will Smith would like just go behind the scenes and he would like walk. It was all scripted, but it was great. He would walk into people's uh, like dressing rooms and he would do little bits with them. It was all heavily scripted, but he would then go out. And then at the end of the episode, you could see there was like an, an announcer who would announce each of the actors who would then come out to a big round of oh. applause with everybody there.
0: That's, like, really, like, going to the theater. Yeah. Okay, I have bad news for you. Friends was performed in front of a live studio audience. That's
1: not bad news for me. That's just interesting.
0: It is interesting. Uh, Most of the laughter you hear is real. (laughs) (laughs) Only the cliffhanger scenes and final episodes were not shot in front of a live studio audience. Oh, okay. Uh, Another random question related to this. Google search, not Cora. Is are Courtney Cox and David Schwimmer still married?
1: Weird. Were that's... they
0: ever married?
1: No. No, because Courtney Cox is married to David Arquette. I don't know. If they're still married.
0: Maybe that's the mistake because this response says that they are still married. They were married.
1: Wait, weren't no, they brother and sister on the show? He was married to show? David
0: Arquette. No, no, no. This, this is where the internet. The internet is wrong.
1: Yeah, well, that's they
0: yeah. did play brother and sister on the show. Oh, so you know, you know stuff.
1: Well, I know things. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Okay, so what about you secret, then? Is, was... Secret friends fan. At Instagram.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was so angry when Netflix covered it. Uh, where, so for you then, is there a movie or TV show that everybody loved that you didn't?
0: So I really struggled with this because I think my tastes are not very far off from like the mainstream things that most people like. I will say I have a general hatred of all movies where people pretend to be. Male or female? Pretend. The key word being pretend to be.
1: So only Mrs. Doubtfire. That's the the only movie. I don't I know don't, why you just don't name Miss, I don't, Mrs. Doubtfire. You.
0: I don't really like Mrs. Doubtfire. Why?
1: Yeah, that that would be weird if you. But also, all of a said you but also did, like movies like
0: said. movies like Tootsie, or movies like um. I, mean,
1: I don't know anything. What's about that the movie.
0: movie with Amanda Bynes?
1: Oh, she plays a soccer player. Yeah. Bend it like Beckham. Is that the movie?
0: I don't think that's the movie. Oh. Uh, bend it like Beckham. Yeah. Okay. No. And now I. have like David be-
1: Beckham. Like it's. it's no, about- no. But that's oh, about. Oh, you're right. No, it's called
0: something like "She's All That," but not that, but something else. And then another movie I'm thinking of is a movie with Barbara Streisand called Yentl. <laughs> I
1: don't. I've heard of these movies. I don't know anything about it. Well, okay.
0: listen, and I don't know that that necessarily qualifies as like movies that everyone loves that you don't like.
1: Well, those are known movies. That's fair. Oh, she's the man. There
0: you go. She's all that. I was really close. I had most of the words. Okay, the next thing. What do people say that makes you roll your eyes? And then I have like a part two of this question.
1: Uh, I'm just trying (laughs) to think of of sort of anything. I mean, there's many things. Um...
0: I do not like when people say, let's take this offline.
1: Is that something people say? What? Let's take this offline. When
0: people are in a meeting and then there seems to be this sort of like one-on-one response to uh, an issue in the meeting. But there's more than two people in the meeting. And those two people start kind of volleying back and forth. But they realize they're basically monopolizing the meeting with a one-on-one conversation. And they say, let's take this offline. Which means this conversation has no place in the meeting that we're having. And we should stop talking about it.
1: But those people are then going to have another meeting online. Yes. So I don't get what the offline thing... It means... Because you're meeting online in the first place, so you just need to have another online meeting.
0: <laughs> so what, what should they should say instead of, let's take this offline, is let's keep this online, but not right now. And have... Yeah,
1: let's re-online this later. I don't know what they would say, but you're not... There's nothing <laughs> offline happening there. You're going to have another online meeting.
0: (laughs) Also, I feel like it makes assumptions about the other people in the meeting who just witnessed your one-on-one. Usually it's about a disagreement. So people will have a disagreement, and they'll just take it private. They'll be like, let's have this conversation offline. Meaning, like, I don't want to reveal how much I think you're a big stupid head. I would prefer to do that in privacy.
1: (laughs) Offline, I... uh (laughs) Yeah.
0: I just don't like it. I just think it doesn't... Um, it doesn't give, like, enough room for healthy disagreement. That's fair. Or just say, like, let's, let's... Maybe let's talk about this later.
1: Yeah, that would make way more sense. Let's
0: take this offline. It sounds like, let's, like, go dark and take this off the record and have secret chats about it.
1: But online secret chats <laughs> while we're offline.
0: <laughs> well, to be fair... <laughs> I didn't think of that. But to be fair... That conversation, take, that phrase, take this offline, is something I've heard people say, like, years before the pandemic.
1: Oh, okay. Thankfully, I've never heard, I've never been in a meeting where somebody has said that. I'm thankful for that.
0: Do you think you would roll your eyes if you...
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for supporting me and having my back. What things do people say that make you roll your eyes? Or what things do I say that make you roll your... <laughs> Your fear in your face.
1: I think when people start off a sentence with like, I'm not trying to be racist, but, or I'm not trying to be mean, but, and then they're like, you know, launching into exactly the thing, you know, they sort of qualify the racist comment before saying the racist comment or the sexist comment or the mean comment or whatever else it happens to be. They preface it by trying to to put a qualifier that it's not going to a big deal. I'm not really this way. And then actually saying exactly what they want to say anyways.
0: That's a really good one.
1: I mean, that's beyond rolling eyes, but I mean, you know what I mean. It's just messed up.
0: <laughs> it's like, put your hand out and say, let me just stop you right there. Because whatever you were going to say.
1: Don't say it's it. It's
0: not good. <laughs> let's take this offline. That's what you can use. No, because that's... When people that. say, I don't want to be mean, but... And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's take this offline.
1: Let's take this...
0: <laughs> Later. Re,
1: let's re-online this. No. At a later date.
0: Re-online it. It's just as
1: good as Take It Offline. It's
0: not. It's not. But Take It Offline also sucks. It's terrible. Okay. We got married. We were really young. Yeah. We were 23.
1: Well, technically 22.
0: No. What? You were 23. We got got married in 2006. Yeah. Was I? You're right. I was just
1: about to turn 24. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the week... Before, Before I turned 24. Yes. Okay.
0: So, knowing what you know now, do you have any advice for yourself? Do you have any advice for your 23 year old self heading into marriage? I think we got
1: married so young. So, you're, you're trying to sort of be the adults, and mm-hmm. we were so young at mm-hmm. the time. But I think of this, you just had to, the first year of marriage was really hard. Yeah. And I think it was about learning to just kind of go with the flow a little bit mm-hmm. and not expect something that you're not in terms of, of being a husband or, or just being, being married. Um, you know, we both started our careers, so we both had a lot on the go. And I think we probably, I know for me, you had these, I had these expectations of what it meant to be married because really we, we were 23, we were, we were like, immature
0: yeah Uh, in a
1: lot of ways although i have no regrets at all we were mature enough to get married and make the decision but at the same time the expectations of what it meant to be married i think like that's we had to learn in that first year to just kind of go with the flow and not take and not try to live up to this ideal of what it meant to be a married couple
0: do you have a clearer sense of what it of what that ideal was do you remember what that ideal was I think a lot
1: of it came from... You had a lot of ideals yeah. as well. Yes, I did. And I think that created a lot of the conflict at the time in that first year.
0: Yeah, I, I would I would take full I, responsibility I, for I that. Don't,
1: like I don't want to take no responsibility because it was also me as well. But I think we had to learn to communicate too. We were both were working full time. Yeah. both were starting our careers. Yeah. And I think we had to just find the time to, to talk through things. And that was difficult to think, find and do it in the, in the right way in the first year.
0: Oh, well, that's interesting. Difficult to find the time to talk things through. When and we do were, it in the right way. When we were both at our best. Yeah,
1: because I think we were, again, You know, new to our careers. We were, mm-hmm. we were tired. And I think it was just when we had time to talk, figuring out how to bring up things or even being aware of what maybe issues were.
0: Right. Yeah, I definitely realize now just how much my ideals of what married life should look like were the real source of like grief for me and probably for you (laughs) by extension like if i could give myself advice i would say you're gonna learn how to be the wife you want to be and you're not gonna know how to do that right off the gate so calm down because no one is, like, giving you a report card on how great Nick is or how great you are or how perfect your marriage is.
1: See, that's a much better answer than I give.
0: No, it's the same answer. Yeah, but you
1: said it a lot better. Well. You should host a podcast.
0: <laughs> Thank so you're, you. you would really good. That's so nice.
1: You're welcome.
0: <laughs> I do kind of feel annoyed with myself for how immature I was. But now, if I met a 23-year-old and they were like, oh yeah, I'm getting married, I'd be like, are you? 23 is really young. It's really young. It's really young. There's so much of our like adult development that we did together as married people.
1: That is absolutely true. But at the same time, you know, nobody was going to talk us out of it. Nobody tried to, to like, all of our family's credit. Um, nobody tried to. Everyone, I think, saw it made sense for us despite our age that's and, true and obviously like hey we're still we're still kicking
0: still kicking still f- kicking 15 years kicking 15 years i see our marriage in two acts over 15 years one is like no kids and the other is with kids because yeah I, was- I,
1: I don't remember the no kids act at this point you
0: don't point. remember it's- well yes, I do. you do
1: i do but i just feel do you
0: remember just coming home and just kicking it with video games until yeah. Until I cried because you weren't spending time with me and you were just <laughs> playing video games.
1: Okay, so I guess that's what I should have confessed to. In that part, I guess that was your leading question, and I didn't bite on that. Listen, that Xbox Do 360 wish- was amazing. So <laughs> I, what can w- I say? <laughs>
0: that was a wedding gift.
1: Oh yeah, it was the it was the it was- best wedding gift I got. Um, no offense to anybody else. No so offense come.
0: to our eight pieces of China that we. Yeah. Are still have still in a box.
1: Yeah, it's mint condition.
0: Mint condition wedding china. Maybe we should just start using it. I don't know if it's dishwasher safe. <laughs> <laughs> so, so annoying. Uh okay. That's it. Those are the questions. Cool. Thanks for talking to me today.
1: Uh thanks for thanks for having me on. Um thanks for working around my schedule.
0: <laughs> it's like a weekday evening and I had a very long day at work. Nick had a very long day at work, and we, you know, Nick was really gracious to do this with me on a day after work, but when you have three kids under 10 and you work full-time, it doesn't really often feel like there's a lot of time to sit down and even have a chat like this so thanks for talking to me
1: you're welcome and and I just want to apologize for the, the followers you're going to lose based on this episode I apologize
0: <laughs> no I have a feeling people are going to want you on the what did you say the tens what did you say milestone episode at yeah. the beginning
1: oh yeah yeah like on the tens the multiples of ten
0: multiples of ten alright I'll see you at number thirty
1: Okay. we'll, we'll, we'll see you then <laughs> Bye. Oh.
0: How many times are you going to do that?
1: Many? (laughs) Gives you more
0: time to edit. Oh, no. Please don't. I hate editing. (laughs)